0: Welcome homeowners, homebuyers, landlords, and tenants alike. People who just want to be better at living in a home. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. Join Madison Radio's Adam Elliott, real estate broker and landlord Ben Anton as they break down the modern-day barriers of home ownership. You'll laugh, you'll cry. And if you're not careful, you'll learn.
1: Come on, baby, won't you hold me tighter than your fists curled up in a schoolyard fight?
2: Thanks for waiting. That was the waiting song from Madison musician Seesaw. Welcome to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate
3: magazine for your ears. On Facebook, at In the 608. I'm Adam Elliott. And I'm Ben Anton. And we welcome you to Real Estate in the 608, broadcasting live from, well, Studio B, the Liz Lauer Realty Studios today. We'll call it the Lauer
2: Realty Group Studios. So okay, if, we sound, if we sound extra professional today.
3: That's the reason why. That's why. Well, uh, thanks for tuning into our podcast. Uh, in each episode, what we do is we try to bring in a guest where we talk real estate. We discuss the real estate headlines of the day. We'll recap the highest and lowest prices, uh, the sales in Dane County. We're going to enjoy the top of the hour tip and the market update from Asher Messino. And kind of the idea here is we surround ourselves with people who we believe are smarter than us.
2: At least on specific topics. It's
3: not always a belief. It's often fact. One of the people we have on each month and
2: certainly smarter than we are in several topics, uh, Phil Plord, president of Blimling and
3: Associates, the division of Dairy.com. He'll be in with his look.
2: Beyond the 608
3: And don't you know we like to keep it local It's in the 608 so we have local music From artists right here in the 608 Well my name again is Adam Elliott I'm a homeowner, used to be on the radio In Madison too My name's Ben Anton, I'm a broker associate Here
2: in the beautiful Lower Realty Group Studios or adjacent them It's lovely I am also a landlord and a habitual homeowner. All right.
3: It's a good habit to have, not a bad habit, right? We're bringing in the big stars this week. We're going to
2: do a first year in review, kind of a, 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 a how what was it like living in that condo for the first year uh,
3: with recent condo buyer and WISC features reporter, Josh Spriter. Yeah, so like a check-in on how it's going. I've got questions for the guy. That's kind of cool. What's been going on since last time, Ben? <laughs> rest enough but in between the short and you and me
2: both buddy right <laughs> in between those short and unappreciated moments of rest uh, Mona's kitchen my kitchen is nearing completion the paint schemes are chosen and appliances are being placed my Monona project on Starry Avenue turned into a big mess for all of you who are listening and thinking I'd love to be a landlord someday that's great i'm dealing with tenant issues on several fronts ranging from uh dog poop on un- unattended dog poop oh, yeah yeah to assault oh or, boy or at minimum so, wow. disorderly conduct
3: oh geez. so
2: hey it's not all fun and games but we're here to Help you with the fun parts.
3: Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's something that you do need to consider. If you're going to be a landlord, you are still going to be working with people and sometimes yeah. disagreements. For, the, for the record, I was I was not the one. Oh, I good. Char- char- <laughs> I didn't make that assumption. Though. I was not the one charged <laughs> with disorderly conduct. Uh, for, me, for me, since last time, I mean, it's a, it's a seasonal thing. The thing uh, that many Madison homeowners have been doing is raking their lawns. Uh, I chose once again this year. I'm done with it. The leaves are down. Uh, I didn't want to rake them. I didn't want to leave them on the street. So it's just mulch them up. And I think I started a thing in my neighborhood, too, because I got the mower out day one of November, um, which seems odd to me still. But since then, oh, this neighbor got the lawnmower out. This neighbor got the lawnmower out. And we're all kind of just mulching away in our neighborhood. It's recycling in some ways it's all it's really just saving my back and arms <laughs> a
2: little bit of tiredness <laughs> and it is a pain to keep an eye on that schedule because the city says they're gonna do it oh, up yeah. until a certain window and then all of a sudden it's january and your snow piles are on top
3: of your leaf piles. i know it'd be nice to be like i put the leaves out you coming by come back today come back tomorrow <laughs> tomorrow is great for that's Bates. what's been going on since last time ben what's been going on from the headlines <laughs>
2: I say it all the time, the highest prices in our market are paid in late July. It should not surprise anyone then to see prices come down a little bit in the fall. The fact that interest rates are now at a 20-year high is so prevalent in the news that many people think that that is the only reason that the market is slowing and the sky Mm -hmm. is falling and the prices are dropping. All summer, I told people that this end of the year would be a great time to buy. Takeaway here is the sky is not falling Interest rates are just part of the story. Activity on modest homes, think like 350 and under, or in our market, like just below average, is still high. These folks are the ones that can either afford up to 350 or maybe earlier in the year, we're shopping up to 400. So we're pushing people
3: down, creating more pressure on lower-priced inventory. All right. It's a story that we've been continuing to tell. This is how it works. You, what was what,
2: what was uh, your friend's name that we bought a house just last year about this time? I'm Megan? We looked, we looked, we looked, we didn't find it, and all of a sudden, boom, there's this beautiful house, and the market slowed just a little bit. It made it comfortable. Mm -hmm. Got a great house, great price year later. I feel great about it. I hope she does, too.
3: I think she's liking her place from all I can tell. It was a beautiful house, I really Mm. like it. All right, those are the headlines. Uh, Let's talk about the highs and the lows.
0: For
2: Jared and Chris in Portage, not too many sales to report, but a typical spread about 158 on the low end and 358 on the high, only eight single family closings in the last 30 days. The lowest? Lowest price in Dane County, 3241 Bailey Road in Sun Prairie, listed at 165 back in July, and when the price was reduced to 129 in September, it took less than two weeks to find a buyer then selling for more than ask at 132 with competition so that's all about like finding that magic price Like where will Mm -hmm. the market meet you and then all of a sudden when it was priced correctly more than one person wanted it 76 days on the market total the simple older
3: project home has three bedrooms one bath and sits on a half acre lot. bailey road is what i would describe as the back roads to sun prairie do you think houses on the back roads or rural areas are really what I'm talking about? Do those take longer to sell? Since this one took 76 days, it was it was a little bit of a fixer, it yeah. Was, you know, okay, and it was it was it was kind
2: of like an old farmhouse without a farm. Okay, but uh, but hey, we all know about the value of schools. Somebody could have really wanted to be in the
3: some Empire school district. system, and yeah. all of a
2: sudden now they're there for 132 thousand mm-hmm. dollars.
3: All right, what about the highest Lake Kaganza. Hmm.
2: We. I think we've only been down there one other time for our highest price sale. Mm-hmm. Three point three five million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On Williams Point Drive, twenty twenty one build, like a like a new house, brand new, modern home, both six bedrooms, seven bathrooms, and more than sixty five hundred square feet of living space, overlooking both a gigantic in ground swimming pool. And slightly beyond it, 122 feet of frontage on Lake
3: Aganza.
4: Okay.
2: It's a good looking house.
3: What does that mean when a a house was built in 2021 and it sells the very next year? People change their plans all the time. People change
2: plans? My perception would be somebody who has enough money to get exactly what they want, got exactly what they wanted, and then all of a sudden they probably got the job that they wanted. Gotcha.
3: Those are our lows and highs. Speaking of television reporters, our guest is about to come into the studio. Josh Sprider, features reporter on WISC,
2: that's Channel 3000, or Channel 3, Channel 3000 on the web. Uh, we met Josh over a year ago when he first featured our In the 608 on his In the
3: 608. There was a little accusatory piece, like who's... The real six oh eight, but I think the I think, real I think we hand shook and we settled it okay. <laughs> <laughs> since
2: that, since meeting when he came to feature the podcast on his morning show, uh, we've worked together to buy a condo, and uh, he's going to tell us how year one went. All right, I'm looking forward to that. We'll take a quick break for the top of the hour tip, and then uh, we'll be back with some dispatches from the front, which just are little tidbits, things that I learned so you don't have to.
5: Hi, this is Liz Lauer, founder of the Lauer Realty Group. I take pride in having highly educated realtors who are passionate about their clients' pursuits. That passion translates into buying the right home, condo, or investment property, or when selling those same properties for clients, creating a highly stylized marketing plan that yields the best results. The core of the success comes from continually educating ourselves, our clients, and staying focused on key topics and strategies that will help us advocate for them like no other firm. Real Estate in the 608 is a window into our world that gives our listener market updates, current lending trends, home maintenance tips, remodeling help, and so much more. When you need our services, give us a call. Till then, sit back and enjoy and learn. You're listening to
2: Real Estate in the 608, Madison's Real Estate Magazine. For your ears, I'm Ben Anton, broker associate with the Lauer Realty Group, in with us today, agent to the stars, Asher (laughs) Messino.
6: The tip this month is getting your house ready for the changing season. it's getting cold it's getting dark first things first clean out your gutters and downspouts get all the leaves get all the debris out of there you don't want that to be full for when the snow comes and the ice comes you don't want those to overflow uh, off the side of the gutters and have water running right down next to your foundation next thing you want to turn off the water inside your house to the hose Turn off that water, go outside, disconnect your hose, and then let the rest of the water drip out of that hose bib. Um, the last thing I have for you, close your storm window. Button up your house for the winter. So if you have storm windows, get all of those shut. And also, close and lock your windows. Even just locking them really tightens things up. So you want to air seal your house as much as you possibly can.
2: Thank you very much, Asher, for those cold weather top of the hour tips
6: thanks ben
3: you're listening to real estate in the 608 madison's real estate magazine for your ears my name is adam elliott uh, Benny anton is my partner in crime here in this podcast it's time for dispatches from the front some stories about fix it things you've learned in the process of uh, doing some home renovations a couple of weeks ago, Claire, our Instagram consultant, mm-hmm. called me and said,
2: "What are you, or what does Chris, what does Chris know about dishwashers?" Suggest- Chris, Chris, is Chris is Chris Mickelson, our my my handy guy, our okay. home inspector. She's she's uh, got to know him as well. And I said, "Oh, geez, it's not emptying. Sounds like a pump." Oh, okay, right? yeah. And so I so I'm like, "Sounds like a pump. Time to switch it out." Yep. And she challenged me. She said, "I'm going to look it up on YouTube." well okay she took the took it took it apart took the filter apart got all the things made sure and all of a sudden boom a little almost kind of like regular maintenance kind of stuff and the dishwasher was back up and running so so filter cleaning it
3: sounds like was the was the trick sounds dirty filter. filter
2: so i get a call from a tenant the dishwasher's leaking and I show up and I'm like, oh, it's not emptying. Well, no wonder that it might be leaking. I said, like, oh, time to replace. And I was like, no, let's learn from people smarter than us. That's okay. what we're about. Yeah. And I said, I'm gonna take this thing apart and see what I can learn. So I took it apart. And for those of you who follow real estate in the 608 on Instagram, you, you saw like on the counter, like a pile a pile of goop, <laughs> of, of, I'm gonna call it very clean goop because it's been washed, goop. okay. Right, like okay. This, stuff been, washed this stuff had been washed a lot, but yeah, screws, wire bits. Oh my gosh, bre- bread, ta- like that plastic, yeah, thing that could put on a bread bag, all kinds of crap in there that, and sure enough, in fact, was keeping the dishwasher from completely emptying. Oh, and then. Um, and then i t- i disassembled the air gap and i like found like stiff pieces of something that couldn't make it tight turn
3: Uh-oh. you know it's so, like it sounds like you got junk mixed with goop and maybe some
2: funk, I think funk in there too most of most of the goop and the <laughs> funk
3: had been pushed
2: through but okay. there was enough junk and like Hard stuff that
3: so sure it was really just an issue of taking it apart. I would say like those are my favorite repairs. The things where you just do like five minutes worth of work and it's working again. <laughs> Almost no cost to you. It's two. one of those take it apart, put it back together kind of fixes. Those yeah, are the best. Kinds. That is satisfying, baby. All right, uh, those are your dispatches from the front. Um, let us welcome in our guest. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. My name is Adam Elliott. Ben Anton is uh, right across the table from me. And our third part has joined us in studio, Josh Spreider. Uh Josh, thanks for being here. Yeah, good to be back with you guys. How are you guys doing? Awesome.
7: We are doing well. In fact, this is our first, like,
3: in the studio in person. Oh, people. Yeah, great. Right. We're talking to people face-to-face. That's right. That's we've little, we've opened up
7: the door for you. In yeah. fact, things so, have hey, changed a lot. And what, it's been over a year since we did the story with you guys, I a think. A little, uh, yeah,
2: certainly enough to, to both do the story, then move forward on other things. And then we'll talk about your almost solid year of condo ownership.
7: Yeah. Isn't that crazy how time changes so much <laughs> and not a lot of time? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do
2: a little bit of an intro so the so the people at home know a little bit more about Josh. From Litchfield, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yes. Not the same Litchfield as Orange is the New Black.
7: No.
3: Okay. Different. <laughs> right. Good good reference. I like it. Uh, did,
7: graduate, I
2: think that one
3: was in New York. That's right. Graduate <laughs> uh, of Litchfield High School. Yes.
2: Then moving on to Southwest Minnesota State University. You got it. Marshall, Minnesota. We've got some... A, a listing among your other journalism experience, we're going to, there's going to be a little, there can be a little question about this too. W-O-W-T. Yep. K- Former station. K-S-N-B. Mm-hmm. W-E-A-U.
7: W-C-C-O. And K-L-F-D. Nice. The mighty C-C-O. Very well. It's yeah. Good cred. Yeah. Internship there back in 2014. And my, have things changed since then? <laughs> Tell me why some of these stations start with a K and others with a W. So it all depends on the river placement. We always say west of the Mississippi River, you start with a W. East of the Mississippi River, you start with a K. And it has kind of always been like that. Not always, but it's kind of interesting to know that, you know, with some of these stations that I've been at, obviously, um, right now, WISC-TV starts with a W. Some of these were a K. So when I was in Omaha, Nebraska... Um, That was kind of actually a line, kind of a weird line. I was at W-O-W-T, which was actually WoW TV. Um, Awesome. Yeah, that's how (laughs) it was back in the day when things had changed. Every other station in that market started with a K. So that was one of the uh, markets in the country that's actually a little bit different than everywhere else. Um, Twin cities like that as well. I interned at WCCO. All the other stations start with a K as well, as mm-hmm. far as our call letters go. So kind of interesting that the middle of the country, you kind of see that every once in a while. But yeah. um, that's kind of how it looks. You know, out in New York, you know, you have the WNBC. Mm-hmm. Out west, you have, you know, KNBC. You yep. know, things are
3: kind of weird like that. So yeah. uh, Congratulations. You obviously paid attention in your college level oh, I media yes. history classes. So, no and you remember it. Good yep. job. The more you know.
2: Well done. So you got you got a, you got one bell ring going in. <laughs> so we know that he started at WISC in June 2018. Started his own in the 608 feature in January of 2021. Featured our in the 608 in April of 2021, and then bought an all new to him condo in December of 2021. That was a busy year. For it was a very busy year. So we know all these things, but do we know do we know what Abby?
3: Well, we gotta find out if Josh is fun. I mean, we have some assumptions at this point already, but there's only one way we can do that. We've gotta ask some questions and play ourselves a little game, Ben. We're gonna play a get to know you game, a quiz game, a Madison history, and Environ's trivia game we call
2: The Way It Used to Be. There
7: used to be. There used to be. There used
1: to be. There used to be. Used to be nothing but smiling faces far as the eye could see.
4: Car in every driveway, swinging every tree. Can't stop talking about the way things used to be.
7: Are you ready, Josh? I'm always ready.
2: Okay. The Madison Community Tower Candelabra, Middleton, uh, where the WISC signal emanates from, is it taller or shorter than the Empire State Building?
7: I'm going to go shorter. It's taller. Really?
2: Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, It's at 1,423 feet tall.
7: So Fascinating. It's, right? it's
2: good that you had that extra bell ring going in. I, I have a good feeling, though, that, uh, that you're fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> in 1998, WIS, WISC introduced a partner signal called TVW. What former Madison Radio, in fact, a Z104 personality turned 105.5 Triple M and WLX account executive, moved to TVW to become the director of sales and marketing now for WISC TV?
7: Ralph Cohen.
3: Yeah, well done. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> for, for those of us who go back in Madison Radio like I, uh, Ralphie Boy Cohen from yep. 104 Days. And uh, and I I don't know. I, I have my catchphrase of Ralph. Oh. I don't know <laughs> if he still does that in the hallways in WISC or not, but that is his signature line you know things
7: have changed so much with the pandemic the only time i really hear from ralph is via email now so when he's sending me in the 608 story ideas so yeah did he say oh in the email
3: too Uh, oh
7: no no not in the email you probably wouldn't play as
2: (laughs) ralph was one was one of two people jeff lynn was a program director on the country station Mm -hmm. who referred to me as young ben anton even though and now i was young at the time but
3: I still get the young Ben Anton every once in a while. I hate to tell you this, but I think he called everyone young and just insert their name. (laughs) (laughs) But at heart, you are still young. Which in the 608 came first?
2: Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears or the WISC in the 608 Morning News feature that you present?
7: That would be
3: Real Estate in the 608. Oh... Thank you. That's very kind of you. I was, I was reminding Ben that we, we had this conversation last time, and I think we just shook hands and said, we both agree. We're both in the 608, right? We're both right? in the 608. It's okay. We're all in the
7: 608. Which, and here's a question for you guys. What's going to happen when we add different letters or different... Because we've got the 353 on right. the
3: way. Yeah. Uh, we might. Have, maybe that's a parenthetical afterwards. In the 608... But let's first, we're going to take a break for the market update, and then we will be back
2: with more from Josh Sprite.
5: Hi, this is Liz Lauer, founder of the Lauer Realty Group. I take pride in having highly educated realtors who are passionate about their clients' pursuits. That passion translates into buying the right home, condo, or investment property, or when selling those same properties for clients, creating a highly stylized marketing plan that yields the best results. The core of the success comes from continually educating ourselves, our clients, and staying focused on key topics and strategies that will help us advocate for them like no other firm. Real Estate in the 608 is a window into our world that gives our listener market updates, current lending trends, home maintenance tips, remodeling help, and so much more. When you need our services, give us a call. Till then, sit back and enjoy and learn.
2: You're listening to Real Estate in the 608 Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears, not on the phone, but live and in person in Studio B, agent to the stars, Asher Messino in with this month's market
6: update. Hey, Ben, it's going to be a little similar to last month's update. Rates are still high. Today they're at 7%. Um, It has been keeping the market a little bit slower. But honestly, anything under 300,000 right now, it's still going. Most homes under 300,000 are still getting multiple offers. There are homes above 300,000 that are also getting multiple offers if they're in really good condition and in desirable locations. But some of those are sitting for I've seen a couple of weeks also. Um, Most homes are still selling eventually though.
2: We talked a little bit about this earlier in the episode, but the interest rates are in fact pushing a lot of the demand. People who could have paid up to four, up to four and a quarter, they're getting pushed down now. Their monthly affordability is changing, which is just putting even more pressure then on the low end of the market.
6: Right, exactly.
2: All right. Well, thank you very much, Asher. That was this month's market update from Agent of the Stars, Asher <laughs> Messino. I'm Ben Anton, and you're listening to Real Estate in the
6: 608.
3: Thanks, Ben. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. My name is Adam. Uh, ben is my partner in Real Estate in the 608. Our in-studio guest today, Josh Sprider from WISC. Josh, thanks again for being here today. It's great to see you in person.
7: Yeah, good to be with you guys and different being on this side of things too. You know, I'm usually used to the TV side, having to look right. into the camera. Kind of nice to be able to look you guys right in the face and have a good conversation. It
3: flips the script because you're usually asking the questions and now you're in the hot seat. I know.
7: I'm, <laughs> I'm a little nervous. You guys are really
3: putting me on the seat here, but we're,
7: we're good. can't believe, you know, when I first talked to you guys, how much my life has changed in that and obviously by my first place. And I mean, things changing for the better too. Thank you. Um, And I mean, that's life, right? Things one day is different. I mean, we see that right now with the housing market as well. It was
2: about that year and a half ago that we met and you you were probably just about thinking that you were ready to take that leap or thinking about what was it, though, that told you that you were ready for homeownership?
3: You
7: know, I would say it was kind of a twofold scenario for me. It was finally feeling comfortable in my workplace and having a, a station that is willing to invest in me and really give me a platform to do journalism. You guys saw that right here when I got to feature you guys in the 608, um, doing something that I love every single morning on TV, to thousands of people here in the 608 is pretty amazing. And just to be happy with where I'm at, that with my schedule, even though it isn't early morning, I do love what I do and I love to be able to do it every single day. So that was a big portion of it. And just finally being where I wanna be personally and knowing that you know Madison in the 608 is where I wanna call home. And it took me a few years to really figure out that this is where I want to be. You know, being from Minnesota, Wisconsin, Minnesota are more similar than they are different. Other than Wisconsin sports, I know, I know. (laughs) Don't ask me who I'm uh, supporting when it's is Minnesota versus Wisconsin. But I'm happy here. You know, it's like I have a wonderful partner. I have wonderful friends here. uh, Wonderful coworkers as well. Um, This is where I wanted to be, and it's where I wanted to settle down. And with that, I mean, you guys know rent prices here in Madison especially. I was tired of seeing my money just going,
1: bye-bye.
3: And
7: I'm like, I wanted to invest in something and finally feel like something was mine.
3: Yeah, that's my question actually. Was this your first Home real estate purchase. This was my first home real estate yeah. purchase. So yeah. there's there's risk. There's scary a little bit to yes. do to make that to you know to do that thing, and the prices at the time were large. But you know it's it's an educated choice that you make to do this, and the rent question I think had to play into that, that. was one of the things you know
7: I've talked to my folks a lot about where it's like oh my goodness you know when you are seeing rent continue to go up every time I would re sign my rent would go up hundred two hundred dollars and I was in a studio. In Middleton, okay, so living in less than 500 square feet, and I'm paying close to $1,500 a month, you know, yeah. so that's that gets to be a little hard when you are taking this on all, all by yourself. And I mean, with that, when you're looking at buying a place by yourself in this current market, like that was nerve-wracking too. So it all had to kind of come together in a way that was comfortable for me, and it just had to make sense.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: You decide condo over single family home?
7: You know, I think for me, I'm a very busy person. I have a very active lifestyle. Um, I was looking for something that was going to be a little bit more simple, something that, you know, people were going to be taking care of the outside for me, mowing. And obviously, with my early schedule getting up at 2.30, 3, 3.30 in the morning, I don't want to have to worry about plowing myself out
3: of the driveway. The neighbors usually prefer you don't mow at well, 30 in the, the morning too. too, right? Yeah, <laughs> so it
7: was like there were a lot of other factors where I'm like, you know what, like I, you know, I'm reaching 30, not quite ready to have to take on all of the outside projects. Let's just find something that works as far as that goes. But also, you know, doesn't break the bank because obviously with owing a condo, uh, mine a townhome style condo, you know, you have to pay the HOA fees, and sometimes the oh, HOA yeah. fees can be quite expensive as well. Um, but this was also one of those homes that just kind of made sense for that because they were reasonable, and I knew that I was getting a good bang for my buck. Mm-hmm. As it relates to the process, thinking about like it,
2: that year and a half ago when you were th- just th- when buying a home was just a, just an idea. Well, how much of that process were there any surprises, or did you feel you had a pretty good understanding of what the home search and purchase? Might look like.
7: I think, you know, uh, between having a realtor like yourself that was able to bring the experience of the market, the area, and also just doing some research by myself and having other folks that have bought in the area, um, you know, give me some advice there. I think that certainly helped me. Obviously, there are always things that are just unexpected that you don't really see coming. And there's just obviously a lot of paperwork, a lot of things on the <laughs> front end of things before you can even make that offer that you have to do. Um, it's a lot. It's a little nerve wracking. I know there are a lot of nights I could not fall asleep because it's like I have to, I have to do this, 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 to cross all these items off the list. But I mean, overall, it's just very systematic, right? Like you just kind of go right down the line and keep crossing things off, moving towards the goal. And all of a sudden it's here and it's done.
3: And it's like, wow, I just did all of that. And you right. know, you can do that. Have you had a chance to like sit back and then take it into, because its you're right. I think that is exactly that's a good description of the process. You're just kind of like checking off boxes as you go along and all of a sudden like, Oh, we've arrived. Yes. And it's here. And I own this place. You know, it's crazy how fast it goes too, because Ben, I
7: don't know if you remember. So we saw that the home went on the market November 12th last year. We walked through it on November 14th. That was a Sunday. I think we put the offer in Monday morning on the 13th. And I think I got it that next day. I mean, we were waiting, waiting, waiting. <laughs> I remember the one night that you called me, it was actually after my bedtime, I was laying in bed and I kept my phone on loud just for Ben because I had this feeling that he was oh. gonna call me and you did and I remember it was just like, honestly, a moment I'll never forget. You know, it's like one of those things that, it's like, I, I just did this. It was one of those, you know, I think a lot of young folks too, uh, you know, I'm close to 30 years old, but I never thought that I would own a place by myself mm-hmm. before age 30 Yeah, and here I am being able to make it happen. And I mean, that's a pretty amazing feeling. I didn't sleep that night. I don't think my parents did either because they were super <laughs> excited. I think my dad was more excited that my money wasn't just gonna be going, you know, throwing right. it away to rent anymore that I was putting it towards something again.
3: That sounds um, like something dad would say. It like, really is, right. it really yeah. is. But no. it's
7: just fun. Like for me, I just value having things to be able to call my own and to be able to make them my own. And mm-hmm. I think that's always something that, you know, I would never really done before. You move into a, you know, studio apartment there's not really much you can do other than add furniture right and keep it mm-hmm. clean but this was something that i was able to take on and really make it my own ben how's
3: it feel to be at the uh, the other end of the hot the batman hotline that you're <laughs> making the call that somebody is gonna like oh grab it sometimes sometimes
2: i will like you know when someone's waiting for the news i'll, I'll call like early like before i know so that when i finally call they're not like you know like, so it takes a little bit of the pressure off like if i just make an early call or just to check in, or just to add one thing or just to comment and then i know that the next time i call they won't necessarily be expecting it that it's the news mm-hmm. which i think can like add to the impact of the news like oh you thought i was just calling with another silly question or or to clarify but in fact you got the house you get a house they get a house. everybody gets a house <laughs> buy the condo that was all you wanted or one that could be because I think that's another way to get a decent price on a house is not to buy the one where you like a studio apartment only now put in your furniture but buy something that needs a little love that that hasn't had the opportunity for some fresh finishes pay the appropriate price and then make it the one you want and I know that even it he talks about like checking boxes and getting things done in advance to prepare himself for the purchase. But he just as quickly checked a lot of boxes immediately after the purchase. In fact, working with a lot of the people that we've had on the podcast, did you do new
7: appliances? I, yeah, I pretty much, and you should come check it out because from what we looked at, I think I've touched everything. I think everything has been refreshed in some way, shape or form. And you know, you'd, kind of posed that question earlier, like, was this everything, what you wanted it to be or everything that you think it, you know, could have been? And I think this was one of those that I remember we were discussing just via email and text before I even went into this house, I knew I wanted it. Like that's how confident mm-hmm. I was. And I didn't feel like that with every other one that we looked at. And a lot of that sometimes came to the budget, but this one was one I just like, I knew the potential and I knew what I could do to make it my own. And I did that, you know, I closed, we closed in less than a month. I remember after my accepted offer. And I think I had contacted a lot of the folks that you had recommended. Mm-hmm. I kid you not, I had turned and flipped that place in nine days. Oh, so wow. like that was <laughs> I wanted to make sure that before I moved in, it was also during the holiday season. So this all happened last December. So everything was really quiet. It was like le- right leading up to Christmas. So a lot of these folks didn't have any jobs at the time. They're like, sure. Like, can you be here tomorrow? Okay, we'll see you at eight. Oh, wow. You know, which that is really unheard of, you know, for a lot of East cases, right. especially yeah. now. But that was one of the things I'd still had my lease currently through the end of the year last year. Um, and I'm like, well, you know, I might as well do all this before I move in so that I don't have the mess because I did replace all the flooring with the help of the boys. I did paint all of the cabinetry, um, a beautiful navy which, blue. Which really changed the look of yes. the kitchen. Uh, did you go to new counters? So I did not go new counters. So that was one of the fascinating things, dude. I think this is kind of interesting. You know, folks are looking to change their homes. Sometimes just the simplest change can mean all the difference. You know, I wasn't <laughs> a fan of the counters at first because they are—they're not granite. You know, they're white. But once I got the new appliances in there, the painted cabinetry. Um, I did put a new sink in, um, to my liking, and that was enough. Like, <laughs> it looks beautiful even with the laminate countertops right because it took it
2: took what was uh, the golden oak cabinetry and a and a white and somewhat you know aging whitish uh, laminate but then when you darken when you took the cabinets to navy and put in a fresh sink it, it really just from from across the room it's going to look like quartz and it's not up until you get right on top of it and that that white quartz with high contrast cabinets is, is all the rage <laughs>
3: You're listening to real estate in the 608 madison's real estate magazine for your ears my name is adam ben anton is here with me and in studio josh Pryder from wisc um talking about your recent purchase of a condo congratulations again you just mentioned josh the feeling that you had you said like this is the place and i know this is the place Let me unpack that a little bit more. So how did you know? You know, it was, I think, when I had a good night of
7: sleep. (laughs) I get that from my parents. I always say it's, uh, what do they call it? Buyer's remorse before you even make the purchase. Mm -hmm. And this was one of those, I didn't have that. It was like from the first moment that Ben and I connected about the listing from, you know, being in there from the moment the offer was put in to the acceptance to when I moved in, there wasn't a doubt ever, which is very unheard Mm -hmm. of for me because I am... Very, very picky. All my friends know it's like I'm OCD about everything. Like I know what I want and I won't settle for anything less than what I want. Mm -hmm. And it usually works out in my favor. And this time it did. I I got very lucky. You know, this was my first offer that I ever put on anything. And it was accepted, which again, very unheard of. I have a Mm -hmm. lot of friends that, you know, put in 10, 15 offers and they still don't have a place. But I think with the timing, with what I wanted, the area, like it just
3: worked out like sometimes things work out the way that you want them to you just have to go for it yeah and you said when you first saw the place there were things like mm, maybe that's not the best are you able to visualize the potential is that what you saw because i wonder if that's part of that feeling too to see like i could take this and do this thing to it and then it's like really mine and then i really ain't gonna love it you know this place was built in the
7: 90s so it's not that old mm-hmm. but i get you as you guys know things change quite a bit um, I knew right away that I you know didn't like the golden oak anymore I wanted to <laughs> freshen that up a little bit obviously the flooring was you know 25 26 years old it needed to be replaced carpet was everywhere and that was kind of the time when there was a different carpet in every room mm-hmm. and I'm one that I just want to have one flooring throughout <laughs> um, and then one of the new things too is the uh, you know luxury vinyl plank the LVP. Mm-hmm which I really love that I was able to put on the entire first floor, um, just kind of freshened up the place in itself. And I think just knowing that, you know, it was gonna be a little bit of an expense to do that, but if I got the place at a price that I wanted, I would have that extra money to be able to do that stuff that I wanted to right away and make it feel like home, literally when I'm putting the furniture in place. Nice, well we, done.
2: Which with that pleasant overlap between, wow, that, that that is amazing though, to think you got it done that everybody was just kind of floating <laughs> like, hey, let's get this done before Christmas stars, and then, stars and then for move in. Yeah. Um, so we oversaw the kitchen uh, refresh, we'll call it, along with new appliances, sink and those beautifully painted cabinets. So, and it takes a pro sometimes to do
3: to do the proper prep and to get the finishes on, on that. To paint cabinets? To paint oh cabinets. yeah. You, you can make a mess of those really quick. I used to paint in my college days. That was my side gig to paint and like Cabinets are one of the hardest things to actually make, like look fresh again. (laughs) You know, my mom and I went back and forth because my mom loves, uh,
7: you know, painting. She loves kind of distressing items too. My parents Mm -hmm. live in a very beautiful home up in Minnesota. It's very up north, woodsy, cabiny, a lot of, uh, you know, pine and stuff like that within it. But then she'll, you know, take works of art and, you know, kind of turn them into their own. So we kind of went back and forth like, hey, we could probably do this. But it's gonna take time Mm -hmm. and a lot of energy and a lot of patience, (laughs) which people know me. I do not have that. And I'm also very, very picky too, as is my mom. So finally I just decided, you know what, this is gonna be worth the investment. Let's go with the pros. And I mean, they were in and out, which probably would have taken me three weeks ish. They probably did it in two days, you know. And they just were pros at it the whole they just have their system, obviously. And like no regrets. Like it was totally worth the expense. I'd do it again. It sounds like you were
2: winning the whole time with the timing and the getting the decent people in that did a good job. Were there any were there any uh, challenges or losses? Did you did you push too hard on something and see something not work or did it all come together pretty well?
7: It all came together pretty well. And I think the timing worked in my favor. And I think it's also just understanding where people are at as well. You know, I try to be as open and accommodating to folks um, with my schedule it's a little bit easier because I work such early mornings that you know being flexible at work and only actually being about five minutes from my workplace, I'm able to run home yeah. quick, let these people in and out to be able to oh. you know make the stuff happen. Um, I even know my photographer. He had to be there one day. We had breaking news, and he let the appliance
3: folks. (laughs) Yeah, my photojournalist Mark Shilling, trusted friend, right there. Hey,
7: can you run home quick and can you open up the door for the appliance folks? Because (laughs) again, with timing, it was one of those things that I had, you know, everything laid out where the appliances arriving at this time. You know, the flooring is doing this, and you know, it's like everything had to come together. It's a puzzle, and if one doesn't happen, everything's thrown off. And I knew what the holidays would time off. I didn't want to wait. And, you know, I was going to be up in Minnesota for that time. So, well, am I going to wait for a delivery for two weeks? Am I not going to be able to cook
4: for Mm -hmm. two weeks? Mm -hmm.
7: And for me, it's like with someone that is very particular with eating at home (laughs) and having that, uh, you know, healthy lifestyle. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is just going to throw me off completely. Yeah,
3: right. It's a game of Tetris, right? With your renovations and playing it well.
7: Yep, it certainly <laughs> is. It's a lot. I mean, you have to be organized. There is no like throwing this together. It's, I yeah. had everything to, to a
2: T. It sounds like that. So, so the moving in went well. I wanted to, you know, we talked about expectations and process up to the closing. In advance of writing your offer in, or in advance of the closing, you have the opportunity to review. We talked about the home. You mentioned the association and the fees associated with being part of a condominium community, um, and you had a very five days. I'll call that brief opportunity within the uh, purchase to review and make sure that the condo documents, that there was nothing in there that was objectionable to you that explains who's in charge of what, how much things cost, what the kind of insurance uh, you're going to need to have, whose responsibility are the windows and how far to the studs does the association need to um, insure. have you have you been able to now become part of that community at least in some ways that at first you were only reading about on paper and how has that
7: gone for you you know it's been better than i expected you just never know what you're getting into right and mm-hmm. i've heard some you know horror stories of people not having you know the folks taking care of like they should. You know, you're paying these HOA fees and nothing's happening every month. But I haven't had a zero complaint in <laughs> a year. You know, everything that I kind of expected that was going to happen through looking at the paperwork, um, everything has been good. I will say though, everything has been maintained well. You know, I remember when we moved in, they had just redone like my deck. They had done some of the repainting outside. Literally, like I think the summer, or, you know, a couple of months before I had moved in. So there really hasn't been anything that's. Been questionable, being like, "Hey, that needs to be replaced." Is that on me or is that on the association? Um, you know, so
2: that's worked out. I could remember walking the grounds, and, and really, that's an opportunity to see what kind of work the association is doing and how well things have been maintained. And there, there are there's all kinds of different terminology or common elements or limited common elements, and all all these different legal mumbo jumbo as it relates to the association and the shared spaces but it was easy when we were there to see that the it looked nice that the bushes were trimmed that the grass was cut that the exterior surfaces were painted and maintained and then again looking at in that 5 days you've got an opportunity not only to review the bylaws and the and the Articles of incorporation. You're almost kind of buying into a little bit of a government. You're you're going to be a citizen of this small community that has its own constitution inside. Home play. Play well, warranties. Generally, not something that I suggest a, a seller include. Um, Nor is it something that I would normally suggest a buyer request. But in your situation, Josh, they had offered it. And uh, certainly someone offers a home warranty. You don't say no, you say, go ahead. Um, For for those who are not familiar, this is exactly like when you go to Menards or Best Buy, or you buy some medium-sized appliance, and they say, would you like the extended warranty plan? Mm
3: -hmm. And I always
2: say no. I don't want those things. <laughs> I o- I always say no too. Yeah. <laughs> but a home warranty is exactly that. It's a it's a one year coverage on home components, and it yeah, they range. There's some that include everything down to your hot tub or over to the water softener. The the broader the coverage, the more they can cost. But let's imagine even the most inclusive one is going to cost $750 for a year. But Josh had a little problem come up in that first year which required him to pay a small deductible. That's one of the catches. So you had to pay a small deductible to get their people
7: out to look at it. But tell us how that process went and if in the end you felt it was a win. You know, I... Only had one issue over the last year and one summer day, I think probably just got done with my afternoon nap, and I started looking at the ceiling, and I noticed that there was a little softening, a little changing of the color, and I'm thinking, Oh boy, here we go. Hot, water, like water damage. Water. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I start looking at the placements and I'm like, that is right below my shower and bathtub combination in my master upstairs. Oh boy. So I'm thinking oh my gosh I think Ben was one of my first people I texted I'm like Ben, I don't know what to do you know and then I think you know you had asked about the home warranty So I looked into that a little bit not really thinking I was like I didn't really know what the home warranty was gonna be all about what was it gonna cover um and it ended up helping in my favor so what ended up happening is I contacted the home warranty um, hotline they send their people out to look at it um in this case again I was only, Cost me a small fee, seventy nine dollars. That's it. So that was like my copay, um, and they covered the rest. What had happened is the drain uh, was actually the around where the faucet is was not properly fastened up to the wall. So there was a gap where the water was leaking, you know, down through there over time. Um, it's and literally my nightmare right there. Seriously. Yeah. And it's like anything water, I just get freaked out about. Yeah. And it's like, I remember, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a hole in my ceiling. We're going to have mold problems. We're going to, you know, all these things start going through your head. Um, luckily, it was a pretty new thing. So it hadn't, wasn't like it was doing it for years. Um, they were able to, you know, take just a little small part of my ceiling out. He was able to go up there and, you know, put all the caulking into there to fix the problem. Um, had a guy out fix the um Sheetrock rock on the ceiling, made it look good as new, and it only cost me $79. And oh. only just a little bit of stress, you well, know? Right. But yeah. it worked out. Had I not had done that, I'm guessing it probably would have cost me, what, $500? I don't know. Plumbing, drywall. Yeah. Like all those things, getting people out. Multiple calls out there least. because obviously with the plumbing, it, it was kind of, a, you know, their emergency call. Like they kind of bump you up the list to get there right away. Yeah. Yeah. So.
2: probably um, would It probably would have cost about $500. Yeah. yeah. Right. So if, so, and, and I, and I, and yes, more or fewer problems could have happened in that first year, but you know, it's, it's gambling is what I, <laughs> the home warranty is, is gambling and, and they're in the business to win. So yeah, it, pro- it might've cost just about that much. So it, so to me, this isn't necessarily justification that, that you, that you should get one because because right now you're even money. Somebody, mm-hmm. somebody, not you in this case, paid five hundred to six hundred dollars for a home warranty, and then you. So that's about five six hundred dollars in. Versus no home warranty, you're going to be about five or six hundred in. I got you, but you, you came out on top. So Yeah, that's yeah. you be came a good out feeling. on top. Yeah. The the other reason that I might advocate for a home warranty is this, in that, uh, and I have not worked for for several years. um, buyers with limited down payments have not had a great chance at winning but if you are a buyer with a limited down payment which i'm going to assume means that after the closing you have limited cash reserves then having a home warranty might be a good idea Mm -hmm. in that for the first year it might protect you against a furnace and again when the furnace goes out they don't come over and just give you a brand new furnace because they're in the business of making money too. They're gonna fix its They're gonna try as hard as they can to fix something before they go and replace it.
3: You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. Your host, Ben Anton. Just to my left, my name is Adam Elliott. And to my right, Josh Spriter with uh, Channel 3000. Did do you, do you go at WIC Channel 3000? <laughs> There's a couple different names. <laughs> is there is, a preferred
7: one? So it kind of depends on you know what you're looking at here. yeah. I get, Obviously right. you have the call letters, yeah. WIC TV. Right. Newswise on TV, we go by News Three Now.
3: Okay. So News Free now. I'm okay. on
7: News Free Now this morning, okay. the morning show. And then channel 3000 would be considered the web version. So channel3000.com is where we have all of our web stories. Obviously all of my content, including your guys' story with real estate and the 608 is up there. The reason channel 3000 is the branding, right? Like that has been a powerful brand. It's you know yeah. the number one online news source for the region. Um, when we've changed obviously through the years, With TV, you kind of change with the times. Um, We didn't want to lose the Channel Three Thousand online brand, so that's why we have this, you know, other Mm -hmm. name. Because obviously, Channel Three Thousand, as far as TV goes, isn't as, you know. Attractive, I guess, is actually being being considered News 3 or News 3 Now. You know,
3: it's kind of all those
2: weird things. Sounds like
7: it's from the future. Yes, it does. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Channel 3000. We've got our positioning down here. Um, We're also talking to you today because you bought a house, a condo recently. And one of my questions, I'm always interested, as you've gone through the past year, it's almost a year now of which you've had the place. What advice would you give someone else who's thinking about doing the same thing that you're doing? I think, you know, doing the research and making bullet
7: points for yourself about what you're looking for, you know, what your budget is going to be, you know, what's your future looking like? Um, There are obviously a lot of different things that you have to look at and making sure that this is a financially smart move for you. And, you know, personally smart, there's more than just like one simple decision, right? right? There's always something that's kind of backing. Um but I think really sitting down and like what are you looking for that's going to make you where make you you know get to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that was like for me too is I finally, you know we talked about this where um I knew that I want to stay here. Madison is my home now. What can I do to make this feel more like my home and actually have something that feels like this. Everything kind of just came together. I've been here for 5 years. You know, this didn't happen until my fourth year in Madison, you know, so it took a little time for me to actually be comfortable with being like, okay, now's the time I've rented long enough. Let's bite the bullet. Let's go for it and, you know, go all in. But also you have to be patient with it and kind of know that this isn't something that's just going to happen overnight. Like this was a, what, four or five month process, Ben? I think when I start, first met with you, I want to say we met during the you know late summer months and so then it wasn't until December that we closed. Yeah, I think it, it was... It was outdoors. It was, yeah. As, as many of the
2: pandemic meetings were outdoors <laughs> at Hilldale, outside a cafe. Um, yeah, I think. And what you know, in our first meeting, we 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 you talked about having the bullet points. You know, that first meeting was my opportunity to to learn your bullet points and and maybe ask for some that you hadn't thought of, and then also hear the ones that you that you'd prepared and um, and getting an understanding, a mutual understanding, really helped us. Quite a bit in in the what are we looking for. It helped us
7: search in a far more efficient manner. And I think, you know, and you learned, I, again, don't settle for anything less than what I want. So with this bullet point, I'm like, Ben, it's got to have all this, you know, and if it doesn't, I'm not doing it. And there were a couple that kind of, you know, teetered that line being like, yeah, you know, this is probably doable, but I still wasn't sold until we were able to go with the one that I'm ultimately living in now, where it was like, it was just, there was just no question. I'm like, let's do this now. Like, let's get it done. I, I'd also like to point out that while on one
2: hand you are saying, I'm not going to do it unless it's got all these things. You also bought the condo that could be all those things, not the condo that was. And that's, that's, if, if this podcast, if, if I was trying to teach a single lesson, that might be it. Like, you don't need to pay someone else for the pretty. Make it
7: pretty your damn self and save a lot of money and put yourself in a far better situation going forward. And you can personalize it that way, too. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm so proud every time I walk through my, you know, doors every single day. I'm like, this is my home. Like, it's pretty cool to be able to see Mm -hmm. that personalized touch. Like, it's so special with everything that I do now. It's like I'm putting my... You know my mark on this place, and I think it's one of those things that I'm sure you guys probably have the same experiences. It's like my first place. I just want to keep it forever, even though you know that, yeah. like, you know, this isn't my forever home. Yep. But it's it's going to be hard giving it up because this is your baby, right? It's <laughs> like you put all of your time, your money, your effort, and you know, making this what it is. And I mean, this is something that I'll always
3: remember the whole experience.
7: I think right?
5: that's <laughs> the
3: trick. That that was my path too. I bought a foreclosure house. The place was just filthy and disgusting and i'm like this is this you know as is this is awful but i know what i can do with this i can like tear this all out and i know what i want to do to make it my own and that's really i think that's the sweet spot let's take a quick
2: break for phil's phone in and then we'll be back with josh for one more thing time for Phil's phone in. Phil Plort is my business partner in Deacon Housing, president of Madison's Blimling & Associates, a dairy commodities consulting firm, a division of Dairy.com, and host of the brand new podcast, The Dairy Download. Keeping an eye on the faraway and diverse markets is what he does. Seeing how it might affect real estate here in Madison is what he does for fun. Here he is with a look beyond the 608.
4: Hey, Ben, it's Phil with a view from beyond the 608. Last month, we talked about when good news is really bad news. This month, well, we're going to talk about when bad news is really bad news. There's no way to put it gently. Nationally, housing markets are starting to buckle. Prices as measured by the S&P Case-Shiller Index declined by nearly 1% from July to August, the biggest drop since January 2014. This week, I saw stories indicating that mortgage applications are down about 40% year-over-year. KB Homes reported that it saw a 35% cancellation rate on new home orders in the third quarter, compared to 9% a year ago. And according to another report, the cancellation rate in Phoenix is running at about 70%. Ouch. But that's what happens when mortgage rates get to 7%. As we've discussed before, the Federal Reserve is keen on taming inflation. It seems to be working some, with the consumer price index up by 7.7% year-over-year in October, down from 9.1% at the peak in June. But that's still a long way from the Fed's target 2% inflation rate. In fact, at the current pace, it'll be early 2024 before we get there. And the journey will probably be bumpy. But is the Madison market the same thing as the national market? Probably not. From what I can see, supply isn't overwhelming and demand won't likely evaporate here. Realtor.com and Rocket Mortgage both say Madison is a seller's market by a wide margin. Prices are easing, but remain comparatively strong in the middle of the market. Things are changing to be sure, but not as fast or as dramatically in other markets. That's all for now. Until the next time, this is Phil with a view from beyond the 608. I
1: walk around all day, all night. I walk around. I want to sleep in the morning. You
2: talk about supporting and local and uh, the holidays are coming. And uh, along with that will be a lot of New Year's resolutions. A lot of healthy eating and healthy weight attaining uh, goals. If I wanted to attain a healthy weight... Josh, is there any way that you can help me with that?
7: You know, if you guys didn't already know, I'm also a personal trainer on the side too. Is that right? So, you know, with my schedule, because I'm up so early in the morning, you know, getting off at an unusual time when most people are probably taking their lunch, I'm done for the day. I'm like, I need a little side hobby and, you know, make a little extra cash, some spending money on the side, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I had, when I lived in Middleton, joined Burn Boot Camp in Middleton. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two had trainers are two of my best friends. They just got married uh, last weekend. Um, they brought me in. They're like, you know, you can do this. You know, it's like you got the news voice and everything. And it was one of those things that when I fell in love with it. Um, you know, having that healthy lifestyle, obviously on my schedule, would be really easy just to go home, plop on the couch and be there for 12 hours until I have to go to bed. Yeah. um, doing the same thing over and over every day. Um, but this was something that like, you know, kept me going, motivated me in a new, new way, whether I was, you know, training members on their goals, but also working on my goals too, because, you know, just because I'm where I'm at doesn't mean that you can't get better in some way, shape or form. Right. Like there's always something that I can improve upon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what. You know, whether I'm on TV doing my thing, whether I'm in the gym doing my thing, you know, there's always something that's going to be new happening that's going to make me successful or change over time, including the purchase of a home. Didn't really know if that was ever going to be in my cards, but look, here we are a year later, and I'm a first time home buyer and I have no regrets.
3: Nice. So, as a personal trainer, is it okay if I skip leg day? Uh, you know, oh my gosh, <laughs> so many. This is funny because we just had leg day yesterday, and
7: everyone, you. The eye rolls I get on leg day, okay? (laughs) People are like, why legs? And, you know, I, leg day is probably my least favorite actually doing it. But after the fact, like waking up this morning that I did leg day yesterday, I'm like, oh, I love it. (laughs) Legs are your foundation, right? Like, you need your foundation to be successful from your toes all the way up to, you know, your brain. And if you have the foundation, you're going to be successful. And I think that's kind of what I look at in life too. Like you have to, you know, have your grounding, your foundation, and that's going to set you up for success. So don't skip leg day. Make sure you show up for leg day, challenge yourself,
3: (laughs) and the rest will just fall into place. All right. That's solid advice. I like it.
2: All right. Well, that's fantastic. Thank you, Josh, for joining us. Um, Those of you who want to, you can either find his In the 608 feature at uh, channel3000.com uh we'll also include uh, we have our old in the 608 feature on our website and we'll add the new one uh when it becomes available you bet it's happening right now i guess we didn't make quite make that clear but it, it's it's happening right f- now, it's happening filming right going now. Going you know yeah, it's for, funny
7: and i'll plug him again photojournalist mark Schilling. i usually call him out every single day you know i'm working with him nonstop. I spend probably more time with him than he does with his wife at home. I don't (laughs) know if that's a good thing or not, but he's kind of, yeah, shaking his head back and forth. But, you know, it's one of those things, you have a partner, you just go to it every single day. And uh, I always give him so much credit because, you know, I can do this without him. So Uh, we're making this happen and we're going to make some TV magic out of this too, which this is different for you guys. Usually you're just, you know, doing the whole microphone thing. Now you guys know that I have to actually look pretty every single day. Yes, yes,
3: yes. All right. Adam.
7: Adam is my mark. There you go. I get it. You need it. You know, so you have to have that partner setting you up for success. Otherwise, you you can't do things alone, right? So I think it's a tip of the hat to
3: mark. Well done. Tip of the hat to Mark and Adam. (laughs) The the magic. The magic behind the scenes. Thanks so much for being here. You bet. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. You're listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's Real Estate Magazine for your ears. My name's Adam. His name is Ben. Ben, my question for you is, what was that?
2: That was like the most semi-professional time (laughs) that we've ever spent together. Like interviewing someone who interviews...
3: Other folks. I think
2: that made him good. I I think that there was... Like, let him, you're driving there, bud. Josh is fun. He's
3: he's got energy. He knows how to do the Q&A thing. Um, So, I mean, good for him. I think, like, as a first-time homeowner, condo owner, um, I feel like that, I'm trying to remember the days of that for me. And there was a lot of nervousness and a lot of, like, what's going to happen? How is it going to work? And he feels, I've got the vibe from him that, like, he's feeling good with it. He's very happy with his
2: choice. I mean it is is a, a sharp place. It's a great it's a great place to come home and and gives you that warm hug at the end of the day or mm-hmm. in, in his case, you know, late morning when he arrives
3: home. <laughs> oh, those, those those early morning hours, man. <laughs> Maybe
2: some of his leg day return home a go. little bit normal at a normal end of day time. But no, it's a great place if it it checked all of his boxes, the boxes that we had laid out in our first meeting. These are the things we're looking for and and I was pleased cuz often I don't get to ask the question a year later how did that process line up did mm-hmm. did did i share enough with you in advance that you had a, a reasonable expectation as to what might then happen and i also wanted to talk about the the home home realty and or not home the home uh, warranty the home warranty and 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 kind of like let people then educate themselves so they can make their own decision.
3: Yeah, that's right. I, it's something I wouldn't have made a choice because I haven't actually heard stories of people where they've come out on top of it, but Josh is actually one of those. Yeah, so that and that actually, he, that makes me he, feel a little better. And even better. he yeah. would have been like a wash,
4: Yeah.
2: right? So now you know, and now you can, and again, it's more important for people who may not have the cash reserves Never say no if the seller is offering it, but Mm -hmm. if you think it's going to cloud your offer or make it look difficult, you know, like to include, then don't do it. The other thing I've done though is when a buyer wants it, but a seller was not offering it, I will always end my offer price with the specific number, like to suggest I'm paying for it. like. Let's say your house is for sale for $215,000 and it's but it's been for sale for a month and there's no competition. I might say I'm going to give you 207 575. But you're going to get oh, you know. I so, gotcha. so that yeah. makes that makes the seller feel
3: like like there
2: like I added the five seventy five because I'm not only asking for your house I'm also asking for this home warranty. I gotcha. Which mm-hmm. which
3: just that little difference
2: makes it seem like I'm paying for it.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. I think I like that Josh. Uh, he trusted his gut. we were trying to get to like what that feeling is. Like you go into a place you're like I know that this is the space and I think it's that that gut feeling. Like he just trusted he could see the potential in there. And I, and I like that that's the path he chose. Cause he seemed very satisfied with the choice he made. Mm-hmm. And I think like, if that's something that we could convey to folks, it's like, you know, do your research for sure. Know what you want to get and then trust that feeling.
2: Yeah. Now we got along great. And you know, I've talked about the importance of that uh, quite a bit and just like having a vibe, you know, understanding one another and, and feeling like you can be a team. hmm that was important, and it and from the get-go, even after I'm meeting him here in the studios when he did his feature, clearly a, just a, a decent guy, good head on his shoulders, a planner, somebody that I knew I could I could work well with.
3: All right, uh, it was awesome having Josh in from WICTV, Channel 3 Now, Channel 3000. Was there another one in there too? I can't remember exactly. It was new, News Now. News 3 Now? News 3 Now. There, there yeah, it we go, so, okay. All right. Channel. <laughs> What's a channel anymore, right? It's a, yeah, right. Uh, people can learn more through the newsletter on a different channel. Getting the podcast
2: on a different channel, right? It's saying uh, the 22nd, 20 second, 22nd 20 second Read is a podcast for your eyes. Uh, if you head on over to uh, the website, uh, mybenanton.com, or you go on the Facebook at, at in the 608, you can sign up for the monthly newsletter, which has even more fun little tidbits. Probably a more in-depth market analysis each month, and then there's always some fun tips and a little recap of what we talked about here.
3: All right, we got some thanks to go out to, certainly to the musicians uh, that you've been hearing throughout the podcast here today, including the likes of Renclaw, El Donk, and the Oak Street Ramblers.
2: And a special shout out to uh, Bob Westfall, Seesaw, the other bands that we, but but I'm also thinking I was almost got ahead of myself there, mm-hmm. to Mark and Adam. The bringers of
3: the magic. Oh, that's very nice of you. Um, Well, well, I guess thanks uh, going out certainly to our listeners. Thank you for tuning in today uh, to us.
2: And to Josh for being
3: one of our most uh, practiced Mm -hmm. interviews. Yeah, Josh Breider from WIC-TV. Thank you, Ben, for being here today.
0: Thank you, Adam. Thank you for listening to Real Estate in the 608, Madison's real estate magazine for your ears. Real Estate in the 608 is a podcast for homeowners, home buyers, landlords, tenants, people who just want to be better at living in a home. If you can't get enough Real Estate in the 608 between episodes, like us on Facebook at InThe608 or visit inthe608.com for archived episodes and show notes. Remember, until you tell us, we don't know. We appreciate your listening, as well as your ratings and reviews at your favorite podcast portal. We also welcome feedback and topic suggestions via email to ben at benanton.com.
1: Come on, baby, won't you hold me tighter than your fists curled up in a schoolyard fight? I'll be a backup when you're calling my name. And come on, baby, won't you keep me safer than that high score on? We the- can. baby won't you buy me flowers with that money spent on whiskey sours that you're buying at those wasted hours and come on baby won't you talk me sweet instead I'm staring at this empty seat cause you got someone else you'd rather meet and we could be